You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. Let's play, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. We took last week off, but we're back in the saddle tonight uh, as the Rebels prepare for Auburn on the Plains at 6 p.m. I'm Chuck. He's Yancey. What's up, buddy? Not much. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, tough assignment this week for sure. Yeah, Auburn's defensive line is very salty. I don't know if you saw them against LSU. They were putting a three-man front and just one linebacker and seven DBs and get pressure on the LSU quarterback consistently. So to say they got their hands full with that front seven of Auburn is an understatement. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're as good as there is on defense and don't underestimate their offense. Um, Bo can know, get out of – he can get away from trouble. People underestimate his scrambling ability, and that's what worries me. I'm glad Booby Whitlow's out, though. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sad he's sure. hurt. Don't want him to be hurt, but – Glad we're not facing him, but Cam Martin is is no slouch at running back either, so they'll be fine there. And then they've got all that speed, man, out wide. Um, you know, Schwartz, golly, a ten one five hundred meter guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can just flat out fly. <laughs> they've like, had difficulty throwing the ball consistently uh, this season, with you know most true freshmen do. Uh, and you know, Mike McIntyre's got his hands full. Uh, Says that uh, worked on a lot on coverage concepts during the open week and feels like our kids are catching on a little bit more and more. And, and they did a, I thought they did a great job against Texas A&M. I thought they played winning defense. Uh, the offense just didn't play winning offense. Yeah, I mean, if they could get that kind of effort defensively, that would definitely 
uh, keep them in the game against Auburn. You know, Auburn is definitely one of the halves of the SEC. And maybe they're not elite right now, but capable of beating anyone. And, you know, it starts with the defense, but both sides are solid. So, hey, tough assignment, but that's what playing in the SEC is all about. Well, they finished in the top ten in recruiting four out of the last five years. So, yeah. they're going to have elite talent. Absolutely. What's on tap is brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football on the huge screen, Oxford's most popular watering hole. On the square, 120 South 11th. Never mind. You know where the library is. Everybody knows where the library is. Baseball pitching coach Carl Lafferty will join the show at 615. And then at 630, as they creep closer and closer to the series, I mean the season opener, 630, Kermit Davis Jr. will give us an update on hoops as the season rapidly approaches. How about, uh, I'm going to ask him, who did his scheduling, and if they were uh, 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 intoxicated that day? Why is that? <laughs> they go to. There's a little stretch in there where they go to Memphis. Then they're playing in the NIT tip-off tournament against. They open against Penn State, and then they get the Oklahoma State Syracuse winner, and then. Just for an easy matchup, they get Butler at home. Well, Chuck, <laughs> if you want, I like it. I like it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I, scheduling that kind of schedule allows you to have some wiggle room for, for errors down the road. If you don't load up on that non-conference, it makes SEC a must. So I like it. Yeah. I, no, I don't mind it. I'm just saying that's, that's uh, not your typical way of scheduling at Ole Miss and Hoops. Usually the first – 11 or 12 games are, uh, you know, 9 or 10 of them are very winnable or should win. This is going to be a fun season. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Revelio Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. 
Learn more at ceasefire.com slash mission. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back. Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. This fall, you deserve a change. That's why Ceasefire is helping you trade up and experience the best new phone for yourself. Get yours starting as low as $199 with trade in for a limited time. Ceasefire, customer inspired. Uh, Yancey, uh, I hear, and this is all rumor now, okay? So. I'm not putting a lot of weight to this, but the people that told me uh, usually have some some kind of track on what's going on. The new chancellor, Glenn Boyce, is going to hire Ventura Partners for the consulting firm, and that's somebody we've used in the past for coaching searches. And, you know, I, I can hear people on the other end right now <laughs> saying, consulting firm, well, it's just a waste of money. Well, no, it's not, because nowadays – with all the things going on, you have to do a thorough background search. And nobody on our campus is capable of doing that, and that's what consulting firms do. There's a misconception out there that consulting firms will pick the, you know, they don't. They don't pick. They may recommend some people, but they don't pick who the finalists are. They vet them to yeah. make sure there's nothing in their background. So there's, that's necessary. you got to spend the money. you got to have a consulting firm. And then uh, I understand it's going to keep the selection committee very, very small, maybe a half dozen guys, and they hope to have it done by Thanksgiving. Now, again, those are all rumors, but I, I feel pretty strongly ab- about most of that. <laughs> I think that getting the AD by Thanksgiving is is paramount. I, I think that's the right move. Um, and like you said, the when you're consulting, it's just a way for the coaches to vet and ADs to vet because then they can say, I've never spoken to so-and-so school. Well, of course you did because somebody else did. But, um, I, you know, we'll see where it goes. All it's right, a big go. hire. Yeah, absolutely. Huge hire. Let's go to uh, the control room with Rhino and Jack Schultz, Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. It's good to be back on the air after a week off of Rebel Yell Hotline. Coming off the bye week, Ole Miss, 3-5 and five overall, 2-3 and three in SEC play, is preparing to face an Auburn team that lost a close matchup against LSU over the weekend. Gus Malzahn's team is now 6-2 and two overall, 3-2 and two in SEC play, and ranked number 11 nationally. 
On the injury front, Matt Luke had mostly good news today. Eli Johnson, Ben Brown, Alex Givens, and Michael Howard all returned to practice at full contact. Scotty Phillips has also been cleared to practice. Meanwhile, John Rice Plumley did not practice yesterday, and Matt Luke anticipates that he will be limited tomorrow, but that he'll be available to play on Saturday. In other Ole Miss sports news, the Ole Miss soccer team lost at number 8 South Carolina 2-0 last week, but got back on the winning track yesterday with a 4-0 win over LSU in Oxford. They have just one game left on the schedule at Texas A&M Thursday night before the SEC tournament begins next week. Matt Mott's team is 9-5-3 overall, 3-3-3 in SEC play, currently in third place of the SEC West. The volleyball team is 14-6 overall, 6-3 in SEC play. Their 14-game win streak was snapped on the road last week, and Stephen McRoberts' team is now sliding on a three-game losing stretch. They'll try to get back on track at Tennessee Friday night before traveling to Alabama on Sunday. That's the latest news around Oxford. Back to your hosts, Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Uh, Yancey, what's your take, uh, you know, as we head into this next break in a few minutes, uh, your take on the SEC right now? i I got to say, uh, I was wrong about LSU. I, I thought that uh, Ed would screw them up somehow, but he's left them alone, and, and they've got good coordinators and – Good athletes, as like they've always had. Yeah, they've opened up their offense. Joe Burrow is the real deal. Uh, they got good wide receivers. Well, that's the two things they got: a real deal quarterback, and they got a coordinator now that's letting them utilize their quarterbacks. So those are the two things. And a head missing. coach is letting them utilize their quarterback. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I got to give Ed, who I'm not a big fan of, uh, a lot of credit there, and. You well, know, he's learned from his mistakes. Yeah, that's the reality of it. He's he's learned from Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you know we're talking about a classic coming up though between Alabama and LSU. I don't think there's any question of that. Um, that'll be a, a, a war. I wonder, where is that game? Do you know? I think it's in Tuscaloosa. I believe it is. Yeah, well, it is. Whoever's got it home will have an advantage. I think. It's uh, going to be a great quarterback. I still think. I meant uh, game. I still think that uh, Alabama's going to win the game, though. Well, they. I mean, they've got. They seem to have LSU's number, but uh, this is a little different LSU team. I tell you, I don't think Joe Burrow's going to be intimidated by because I don't think Alabama's defense is as salty as it's been in the past. I Their really Russian don't. defense is not. Yeah. Well. Uh, and back to Auburn. Um, we were talking about, you know, their defense is tremendous. Check this out. The starting five offensive linemen are all seniors. Four of them are fifth-year seniors. Yeah, that kind of part my ears <laughs> when Luke said that. It's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, and, and they're not huge. Um, 305, 309, 300, 325, 296, which is not huge by today's standards, but uh, big enough, powerful hey, enough. Mature, can move. well, they know what to do. Yeah, and they won't know what to do, and they're mature. They've got uh, their full faculties of strength. Obviously, they've been in a strength program for five years. Uh, they know what to do, how to do it. Well, it's, be- it's a run spread offense, and that's something that Ole Miss uses. So, you know, maybe they the familiarity will allow them to play well. Their their uh, jet sweeps scare me. With Schwartz and yeah, Schwartz. Eli Stove and those guys. But we'll see. Uh, 
We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com/mission. Avanek and Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanek and Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with Avanek and Diamond because you know she's worth it. Avanek and Jewelers Store at Downtown New Albany or VanEckens.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Uh, Rhino, you still having trouble getting Carl? Still ringing or still going to voicemail? I got you. Um, Yancey, I've heard some pretty good things out of baseball, but at the same time, a lot of new faces out there. That uh, So there's a lot more teaching going on than there was the last year or so. When they had all those returning guys, you know, like Olenek and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Now it's 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 a newer roster. It's a very talented roster, but a newer roster. So this fall, spending a lot more time on, you know, making sure 
situational baseball, all that stuff that that comes with the complicated game of baseball. Well, you got six new starters. You lost six of your nine everyday starters last year, so they're going to be breaking in, like you said, at least six new guys. And uh, I think I think the pitching is is strong enough where the it will be tilted towards the pitching at the beginning. Maybe some of the non conference games, you know, they start off. Uh, you know, hitting the ball better. But I think when the SEC play starts, I think the pitching will have to carry the offense to about midway point of the season, and it starts warming up. And I think that's when all those young freshmen will start taking off, hopefully. The usual suspects are shining in fall uh, on the mound. Uh, you, you would expect uh, Nick Hazy and uh, Hoagland. They're doing very well, I'm told. And uh, so is Austin Miller. Her Tyler Myers is doing a good job right now. Uh, Greer Holston's on the comeback trail. I understand he's in the low 90s Yeah, right 92, now. 93. And, uh, Some reason, just something happened last year and he's throwing at 84. Yeah, but now he's on the comeback trail and doing some good things. And of the freshman pitchers, my understanding is the Diamond Kid, yeah, Derek Diamond, right-hander out of Ramona, California, six-two, one ninety. Uh, here, he's doing a nice job. And well, he's rated the number twenty-seven overall prospect in the country, so that's not surprising. And uh, everyday players, I, I, I hear uh, Chattanay, yeah, Peyton Chattanay is is doing a good job. He's, Lafleur. Yeah, what what is Chattanay? He It says infielder, but what position does he play? I think – Is he second baseman or first baseman? I think he's uh, more of a middle. Second baseman? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 5'10", 175, he's, he certainly would be a second baseman then, I guess. Servideo at shortstop, and then, of course, Tyler Keenan at third base is doing tremendous. Um, I, I, he's going to have to be, you know, the bell cow. Well, I hear right now he's knocking the cover off the ball, so we'll see how that carries out. But uh, all right, so Rhino says we got uh, Carl said calling back in two minutes, so we'll yeah yeah. Shatner, he he plays Chuck. He can play shortstop and second base. Ben had a good article on him, and you know it'd be really dependent on Savidio and and Bench. Um, you know what he does there at second base and. But right now, um, they said they can also put him. Bianco said he's been known to get those athletic middle infielders in the outfield too. So he kind of hinted at that. Mm-hmm. that. So you might could see him possibly at center field. Obviously, Jerry Neely and Plumley have not joined the team yet. Uh, so that will not happen until after football season's over. But you hope that they factor in that equation as well. And Carl, right here, we now we have him on the line, and he can definitely fill in some of these blanks for us. Hey, Carl. What's up, buddy? Not much, guys. How are y'all doing? We're doing great. Doing good, my man. So I, I kind of filled them in on what you told me uh, when we talked earlier today a little bit, but you can expound on it a little bit. Uh, you said Nick Hazy and Hoagland are doing well. Uh, what's uh, What are we in store for with their second years? Uh, a little more velocity, a little more variety. What What's, what's their deal? Well, I mean, that, the the thing about the fall, it's always a little tricky. You know, across the board, I don't think uh, pitchers show their best velocity in the fall, although 
Doug and uh, Gunner have been exactly what they've, uh, you know, what their their stuff was, you know, last spring when guys saw them. But I think they're just, uh, you know, a little older, a little more mature than, you know, you're talking about two kids that started on the weekend as freshmen in the SEC, which is obviously, you know, a, a difficult thing to do. And uh, they did a good job. You know, uh, you know, Doug had the Team USA experience. Uh, Gunner has come back, and, man, the, his secondary stuff, uh, a curveball and a slider look sharper. Um, he just, they just look really comfortable in their own skin. So, um, I think it's, you know, it's obviously inside of them, inside of them to continue to make the next step and be, uh, you know, two frontline guys on the weekend. So talk a little bit about, uh, Derek Diamond. You mentioned him today when I asked you which freshmen were coming around. Uh, is he in that echelon in that arena with, uh, with Hoagland and, and Nick Hazy? He is. I mean, uh, he's been really impressive this fall. Um, just the, the, the athleticism, um, but more specifically the, the feel and command. Uh, you're talking about a guy that really commands his fastball well. Uh, you know, running up to 93, 94 miles an hour this fall already. Um, has a really good cutter kind of slider, uh, that can be a, a you know, strikeout pitch at times. Uh, throws a, a true curveball that is, you know, a, a good change of, of pace and has a good change up. So it's, uh, you know, it's four pitches that he can, you know, flood the zone with. Um, and that makes hitting difficult. You know, anytime that you can, uh, you know, disrupt the hitter's timing that much with a, you know, a lot of stuff that moves a, a lot of different ways, then, uh, you can, you can prove to be effective. So we've, uh, we've liked what we've seen out of him so far. So if somebody puts your feet to the fire, Carl, who 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 would be your third <laughs> weekend starter? Oh man, that is uh that is a very loaded question in October. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, the the reason I say that is because you know we're we're still we moved our fall back. Usually uh, our fall practice season is is getting ready to wrap up basically this week, uh, but because of the change in the recruiting calendar, we slid it back. So we're about halfway through. We got about three. Uh, three to four more outings for these guys in the fall. Um, you know, it's tough. I mean, I think you, you look at obviously Derek Diamond's in the mix. Um, we have, you know, young kids like Drew McDaniel who has a terrific arm. Um, you know, a kid like Gert Holston is throwing the ball really well. Um, so I, I, I beat to the fire. I, I mean, I think Derek has done a, you know, probably the, the, the front runner, but, by no stretch of the mat, I could change my mind literally next weekend. That's kind of how up in the air it <laughs> I got is. You. I got um, you. So it's uh, it's one of those deals, and I think that's you know part of having a lot of new faces on a club. That uh, as much with the pitching staff, you're you're trying to uh, figure out the position players as well. We got two minutes, Carl. Give me give me some thoughts on uh, who's swinging the bat well. Uh, newcomer, it's been really exciting. Is Peyton Chatagnier. Uh, freshman middle infielder from Houston, Texas, uh, has swung the bat really well, dynamic, athletic, can defend, uh, has looked great, great this fall. How about uh, returning guys? Uh, I think Taylor Broadway on the mound is, is better. Um, stuff's better, a little crisper. Uh, obviously, Tyler Keenan has just been a monster. He looks like a three-hole hitter in the SEC, which is what he was last year. Uh, really pleased with the progress that uh, Greer Holston's made. He's been throwing the ball really well. 
Um, so uh, kind of, you know, along those lines, I mean, Doug is Doug and Gunner is Gunner. So, um, again, like I said, only a, a few uh, a few weekend games into it, um, but uh, pleased with, you know, a lot of the things we've been seeing. Coach, we thank you so much for your time. And uh, after another couple of weeks, when fall starts to conclude, we're going to have you back on here again, if you will, and we'll get a little more in-depth, okay? Heck, yeah. Look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. you guys are giving me weekend starter questions in October, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, but, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, hey, we're going to give you till November next time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, fellas. All right, buddy. Thanks, thank Cole. you. Carl Lafferty, pitching coach for the Ole Miss Rebels. Sounds excited, but again, like I said, uh, they got a lot of new faces to work with. It's- and it just, I mean, he was talking about a couple names that were so lightly recruited. You know, he went over and over on, on Peyton, and you know, yeah. never nobody even heard about him at Daniels. So this, it's nice to hear some names, you know, that were not the big-time signees like a Jerry Neely or yeah. Diamond and those guys. All right, Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over 50 years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at 4890 East Shelby Drive, you can rent, buy, or have repaired all of your equipment at Rebel Equipment. In 2003, with Eli Manning at the helm of the Rebel offense, Ole Miss rolled into Auburn as the number 20 team in the nation and left the Plains with a thrilling 24-20 to victory with a little help from the Tigers. Manning directed a late drive that included pass completions of 16 yards to Bill Flowers, 9 yards to Rick Rosano, but the play of the game was a swing pass to fullback Lorenzo Townsend down the Auburn sideline for 48 yards that set up a 2-yard score by Brandon Jacobs that uh, put the Rebels ahead with a little over 4 minutes to go. Auburn put a scare in the Rebels in the final 2 minutes, driving all the way to the Ole Miss 2 behind Mississippi native quarterback Jason Campbell, a great athlete, and, of course, one of the best tailbacks ever in the SEC, Cadillac Williams. Before two Campbell passes fell to the ground, the last one on fourth down that usually reliable Ben Obamanu simply dropped on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Some say the Rebs earned the victory. Others that Auburn gave them the game. Either way, the Rebels walked away with a critical SEC road win, and Manning's legend was further solidified. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. That's uh, I tell you what, man, that was a heck of a game. That was, I was a there. war. That was a war. It was the 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 that will route by the, yeah. that Eli had there to the kid from Brookhaven. Yeah, Townsend. Townsend. Yeah, that was a beautiful pass. It really was, and Townsend wasn't known for his pass catching abilities, but he gathered that one in and rumbled with it. He would. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hang Hotline. Take hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. 
All right. Welcome back to the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We are very pleased to be joined now with our co-host, Mr. Yes, sir. Kermit Davis, Jr. How you doing, Kermit? What's, What's going up, on, man? I'm doing good. How was y'all's weekend? Very good. Very good. Lost uh, a lot of football. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know. We did traveling back from New Orleans. We did the same thing. Oh, yeah. Big easy. Did you go see the Saints? No, we were we were scrimmaging. We scrimmaged Texas down in New Orleans, so that's where we met. And quick trip, you know, when you do these scrimmages, uh, yeah. you can't miss any school. So we, we left after school on Friday and uh, bus down and uh, played Texas at about 945 at Dillard University. And uh, it was good. It was one of those scrimmages we can't say much about, but uh, Texas got a good team. Tell you what, I don't think there's any doubt they're going to be an NCAA tournament team and we're sure better because we played them. So, uh, so give me some the good, bad, and the ugly of what you've seen so far, Coach. Uh, and I hope it's mostly good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think when it gets to be kind of uh, end of October, all your warts start coming out to the head coach. That's when the assistants start telling they they start thinking how good you are. And the head coach, I don't know if any head coach really likes his team a whole bunch right now. You know, you've been, <laughs> you've been with everybody too much, but. Uh, I love coming to the gym with our guys. We do. We're like a lot of teams. We got to get tougher. Got to be more physical, uh, defending. Uh, we're playing a lot of young guys, and and you know you you can see that for sure. And uh, so guys like Brian and and Devonte, with the most experience in our team, uh, have got to be the toughest guys in the gym every single night. And that that's got to get more consistent. And they're trying to lead. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we're, we're missing Blake right now. And Blake will uh, go back to the doctor November the 1st. He's doing everything with us. He's he's doing all the non-contact. Uh, if you came out, you'd never know anything is going on with him. But he just hasn't been cleared for contact. So he goes back on the 1st, and they'll give him a date uh, then. But, but Blake's going to be back on our team and playing. He may miss. He won't play in the Mississippi College exhibition game. Uh, a week from the night, and uh, so we'll just kind of see what the date is that he can start kind of getting hit and going through full contact here in November. You're optimistic, though, that he, he'll be back pretty soon? Uh, you know, I don't know how soon, but but I, I do. I do think sooner than later for sure, uh, Chuck. And, and, I, and I think, like I said, he, he, boy, he's, he's gotten himself. He gained a little weight while he's off. He's lost it back now. And uh, he's starting to get himself in a much better shape. He's working his tail off, you know, with the staff away from practice and lifting and running. And, and uh, you know, he's got a good basketball IQ. So when, it, when it's time, it's going to take him a little adjustment to get back into the physical play. But, you know, intellectually, he's going to be able to be right there with us. Coach, you know, you, you've been here a full year now, and, and you got some of these players back. Uh, the retention of, of your systems uh, – for the returning guys, has that been suited suitable to you? It's been good. I, you know, I, I think I'd like to be further along defensively, you know, uh, than we are. And I thought, you know, early on in the, in the year last year, we were, we were very good defensively. And maybe our best defensive game of the year was at Auburn. I mean, you know, it was kind of efficiency. We were the best we've been. You had to do that at Auburn to win. Late in the year, I thought, Chuck, I thought we left not – shooting or maybe shot-making affect us uh, defensively. And then that's where we've got to be better this year. I think we've got more depth. But, uh, 
feel that's just something we're working at every day. Talk a little bit. I was watching the Square Jam, and uh, I saw Crowley. Man, what a tremendous dunk he had out there. And I'm thinking, okay, this guy's got some got some ups. Um, how's he coming along, freshman? He, he's doing good. He he does. He, he had a spectacular play the other day, you know, scrimmage. And uh, he's got that in him. He's so athletic. He's just he's just young guys. He's a great, great kid. He's going to be an unbelievable player. Uh, like a lot of freshmen, trying we always talk about being physical at point of contact. You know, get over ball screens, being real, real physical, rebounding in traffic, putting your nose right in the mix. And uh, you know, so he's gotten better. He has. He's going. He's going to play a lot for us as a freshman. Uh, but when he gets all the physicality things going, he, he's really going to be a terrific player. Coach, I've heard dudes made a little bit of noise uh, lately. For those that are not familiar, that's Antavion Collum. How's this game right now? You know, he. Uh, I think that, that the dude is trying to number one getting, you know, the pace of practice, the pace of every rep. Uh, you know, just how fast it is. You know, like a lot of freshmen trying to figure some things out from. You know, just a system standpoint. Luis went through it last year, and uh, but he, you know, he's got great size. He's really strong. He's a really good passer. Can shoot it. Uh, you know, so you know, just these guys are creating their own roles right now. Chuck, I mean, uh, the answer is they're creating right now based on practice. And the best thing about these young guys, they can they can keep evolving as the year goes on. Carmen, if if uh, somebody puts your feet to the fire right now, and if you don't. If you don't want to answer this, that's fine. Who, who's who's your starting five? Yeah, without Blake, you know, I'm start. You know, Devontae and Brian start. Luis at the three, KJ and uh, probably Dreamer Carlos. Carlos had some some good moments that day, rebounding the ball, so that was encouraging. Mm. Uh, and we'll probably start Dream, and then uh, you know, obviously bring Austin in right there at that small ball and the two guard, and Bryce Williams and Franco at the at the one and two there, and. Uh, Sammy or Carlos at four or five. So right now, you know, we play ten guys, and we play Dewey, we play eleven, and uh, all those guys got a chance to play though. Wow, do you like do you like playing that many, Coach? Uh, I mean, it's like I said, Chuck. I played the guys serious. I did the middle. I just played the guys I think deserve to play. I really do. I mean, I think if they if they if they affect practice and and they're you know, they're good in practice. Their attitudes are great. And their talent level is good enough. I'm going to try to get them in that game. I really am. I mean, in the middle sometimes, people say, how do you like to play? I, you know, I've played eight and I've played 11. I've played 12 almost sometimes. In the middle, when our really good teams were so deep, you know, we probably played 11. That's a lot, trying to figure it out. Don't get me wrong, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I, I don't mind playing nine or ten for sure. You know, I really, really don't. And now sometimes what happens, your better players get so good and they're playing so well, and it's not so much what the guys on the bench, you know, they did wrong. It's just how long can you keep your really good players on the bench if they're really effective. And that, that's probably what, you know, helps, you know, create the roles that some guys get into during the season. Talk a little bit about the development of uh, Sammy Hunter to this point. Uh, very Probably yeah. typical to Crowley, just, just uh, young and learning. He is. I mean, he, he's physical. He can shoot it. Uh, he's got a great chance. Uh, great kid. I mean, he hangs in every word you talk about, you know, trying to be poached. 
again, you know, how fast reps and pace of play is, how physical, uh, but he's a smart player. He's got good basketball intellect. Uh, I like it. But I tell you what he can do for his size, a 6'9", he can shoot. When he leaves his hand, looks good. It's like when Blake shoots it, you know, it just looks right. And the more of those guys you get on the floor. So I, I really love, even like Sean Robinson, you know, our kid that's red-shirting, I mean, he's just young. God, he's not going to be 18 till the end of May. He's the youngest kid in high school, college basketball right now. And as you know, red shirt. But I tell you what, God, the future is so bright at those spots right there because guys, and you know, they're talented enough and they're just great people and they want to be coached and, and they're all going to go through developing times, but, but all those people are going to really enjoy watching them go through that process. Coach, your teams there at middle, the, the best ones. Was it a, a common trait, you know, was that team wanting to be coached? Is, is that a trait that really makes a group special? God, being able to coach your best player the hardest, it's a, just a total thing. If you can't coach your best player the hardest, God, it's miserable coming to the gym. You try to tiptoe <laughs> around the talent, you know, because you don't really know what he's, know what he's thinking, how's his attitude going to be, is he going to fight through fatigue. It's miserable. And I didn't do that a long time. You know, I mean, TD took it last year, and we talk a lot about it. You know, and it gives a little adjustment for TD at times. But his heart was always in the right place. You know, Brian's the same way. I mean, the biggest thing, Brian is such a special talent. But how is Brian's body language going to be when he misses four, five, six shots? It's a bad call or two. Take him out for a turnover. His body language on the bench, how he reenters the game. All those things are so small. The beauty about basketball for fans, you get to see it all. You're right there up in front, close and personal. Sometimes <laughs> football, you can't see it because the helmets are mm-hmm. so far away. That basketball boy, you can see that body language. You see interaction on the bench. That's what I love about it. That's why the fans, I think, love it. They're that close. And uh, uh, But the, the, those are small things that, that, that Brian has just to keep working on. He's done a great, great job leading our team. And, uh you know, but just everybody's going to go through pocket field, you know, kind of pockets of adversity. KJ, you told us uh, two or three weeks ago when you first got started that KJ's put on some weight and looks like a different guy now. Uh, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, you know, I love coaching KJ. God, he just, I just known him for so long, you know, in the recruiting process in middle. And, uh, you know, he just has. He's now, he's now right about 226. He played a lot last year at 209, 210, 211. And so he looks better. He's more physical. He can really, really drive it. And uh, he shot the ball really well from three. One thing about KJ, he shoots good threes. And, uh, and so he's done that. And I just think people are going to see, you know, a guy that's just going to keep, keep improving. And uh, hopefully he'll take a big jump from his freshman to sophomore year. Coach, I know last year one of the weaknesses was rim protectors. Do you feel like you have that now, and who's, who's leading the way? Yeah, we, we got to be better now, Yancey. Yeah. So we we got to do a better job there. We, uh, you know, Hadeem, you know, Dream makes some good verticality plays. Carlos has got to be quicker off his feet. Uh, we, we've got to do better. We're not where we need to be with that, guys. We're not, uh, you know, Sammy at times, but that's just uh, an area that we got to keep recruiting it. Keep developing, you know. Keep athleticism going uh, because you know the other day against Texas, we let some guys get by us off the dribble, and you know just having those guys, well, they're invaluable. You know, LSU was the best at it in their league last year. That ball got around that rim. I mean, just cats flying everywhere. You know, and they just they change just how the goal looks. 
<laughs> is 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 Sean is Sean a guy that will will be a rim protector in the future? Yep, you know he's probably I would think maybe our best for his age, but probably maybe our best rim protector right now. I mean, he's got, okay. he's got long, a great length. He's probably our longest guy on our team. And, uh, you know, so I, there's no doubt when he gets to be more physical and, uh, you know, and just kind of get that presence there, yeah, he, he's going he's gonna to affect the game around the goal. So talk a little bit about the transfer, Jarkel Joyner from Oxford here. Uh, is he is he uh, SEC talent coach? No doubt. No question. I love Jarkel. It's it's not because he's from Oxford, because he's a really good player. I mean, him being from Oxford is, is, is icing on the cake. But I'm telling you, I mean, obviously, you know, he played for a great high school coach and Drew, and he played for a great college coach and Rod. His family's terrific. And, you know, he, he just where he wants to be. He just wants to be at Ole Miss. He wants to help Ole Miss win. He's tough. He, he just you almost got to kick him out of the gym. He's in every gym in Oxford. I don't care if it's a middle school gym or somebody's playing. Hell of me. He's. He smells games. He smells pickup games that better than anybody I've ever seen now. He just got it. And so I love him. And we miss his voice when he's not out there, you know. So but it's the best thing for him, the red shirt. I just think it's it's right for him to do that, you know, especially with Brian leaving. And, uh, you know, yeah, he, he's going to be fun. The people at Ole Miss are going to love watching him in that Rebel uniform. All right, so before you came on the air, I was I was looking at your schedule, Coach, and uh, I don't know that I've ever seen a coach at Ole Miss schedule at Memphis, then Penn State, then the winner of Oklahoma State-Syracuse, and then as as a breather, you're bringing in Butler. Ooh, that's a stretch. I like man. it. I'm telling you, I know. I don't know what, what happened. The head coach lost his mind for about three days when he put it all together. <laughs> You've got to have that kind of non-conference these days, though, Coach. I, I think you do. I just think you do. You you just don't you just don't want to get penalized for not doing it, you exactly. know. And and I just think obviously the Memphis series, you know, they're ranked in the top ten. They're going to be very very good. And but it's a series that I know the Ole Miss people want us to play in basketball every year, and uh, and it makes great sense in basketball. But uh, you know, and then obviously you got. Now, Wichita State, they'll come back the following year. So that would be the start of a good home you know, schedule the following year with Wichita State and Memphis non-conference at home. We hope they had another one. And then you're right, Butler at home is great. And obviously the preseason NIT is one of the most prestigious, you know, tournaments you can play in. And even, you know, some of these non-conference mid-major games, and I see, I see three to five teams on there that you never know. They can be NCAA tournament teams, you know, win their leagues and win their tournaments. And uh, so, but you're right. That's exactly what we want to do. We just want to be challenged uh, in that way. Well, you sure loaded the wagon, partner. <laughs> I'll have to say that for you. Hey, well, uh, we, listen, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Like uh, said, we just, you know, season tickets are so critical. The fans are so critical for us right now. I think somebody told us today that all the premium seats are gone. You know, every, I think Fantastic. it was Texas Center, the last All-American seat. I think only about half or so when we first got here. Uh, so all of those, I think it's just real, real limited amount of lower bowls that are even left. You know, we got to get to a point because we got to keep doing our job and keep getting good players in here and coaching them. That Ole Miss people will come to the pavilion to watch Ole Miss play and not That's wait for the SEC schedule, not wait for Kentucky, 
but it's a social event. <laughs> Even the women in Oxford are going like, gosh, I can't miss it. I don't know much about basketball, <laughs> but it's just kind of a, it's a party. I need to dress up and look that's good. That's my wife. Come to the game. Yeah, I mean, it's a social <laughs> event. So that's what you, you got. Like, it's, it's a party on a Wednesday night or a Saturday night for everybody to come and see the Rebels play and we're pushing toward it. We're not there yet. We got to keep doing our part. But I sure hope these early Friday games that we play, that that place will be almost near capacity and get it rolling early. There you go. All right. So, uh, Kermit, we really appreciate your time. Monday, November fourth, MC for an exhibition at six thirty, and then Friday, November eighth, kick it off with Arkansas State at six p.m. in the Pavilion. We appreciate your time, buddy. We'll have you back on. Real soon, okay? Thanks, Coach. Right. Love being with you. Thanks, Anson. See you, Chuck. Thank Bye you, buddy. Man. Thank you, buddy. Kermit Davis, Jr., Ole Miss Rebel basketball coach, will be right back. I'm ready. After these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline, hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Cannon Motors, Mississippi, Rebel Yo Hotline. The powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 is finally here. The ceasefire is celebrating with an equally powerful deal. For a limited time, buy the Galaxy Note 10 and get $750 off your choice of Samsung Galaxy device. Ceasefire, customer inspired. Let's go to the control room now with Jack Schultz and around the SEC. Get after it, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. There was just one particularly intriguing game in SEC play this week and a few surprises. Number two, LSU held on to beat Auburn 23-20 in a game that came down to the onside kick in the waning moments in Baton Rouge. Tennessee continued to show big improvement beating South Carolina at home 41-21. A big surprise in the SEC East. And then Kentucky dispatched Missouri 29-7 in Lexington as the Tigers' road struggles continued. Coming up in Week 10, Auburn, now ranked number 11, will look to rebound with Ole Miss visiting. And Florida and Georgia will play in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party at 2.30 on CBS. South Carolina hosts Vanderbilt as the Gamecocks will try to avoid the basement of the SEC East. Florida and Georgia appear to be head and shoulders above the rest of the East. Florida is 7-1, 4-1 in SEC play. Georgia is 6-1, 3-1 in SEC play. In the West, all eyes are on the contest in Tuscaloosa in two weeks. Both LSU and Alabama have bye weeks this Saturday before squaring off at Alabama for the top spot, not only in the SEC West, but also in the nation. Those two ranked number one and two, respectively. Just to note, outside of football, the SEC soccer season ends this week, and the conference tournament is set to begin next week. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everyone. 
All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Um, Yancey, 6 p.m. on the Plains. Ole Miss and Auburn Rebels are who big underdog. What was the latest I saw today was like 19, 18 Yeah, it came out at 16. It'll probably be around 21 by game time, yeah, I'd eight, imagine. I think it was 18 and a half last time I looked. Um, you know, I guess – Probably when you think about it, that's probably about right. Well, the Auburn strength is is stopping the run, and that's Ole Miss's strength is running the ball. So yeah. it's it's a difficult matchup. Yeah, it is. No question. Uh, the Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler, a side-by-side, or a lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Good. Well, two weeks ago, hosting beatable Texas A&M, the Rebels again rushed for more than 200 yards, getting big runs out of all three backs, Jerry and Ely, Snoop Connor, and Scotty Phillips. The defense also rebounded from the week before to play a very good game, including racking up four quarterback sacks and intercepting two Kellen Mond passes. But... They didn't win the game. The bad, the Rebels looked to be headed toward a 21-10 lead when quarterback John Rice Plumley fumbled and A&M scooped and scored from 62 yards out. Suddenly, a potential 11-point lead turned into a 17-14 deficit and a reeling Texas A&M squad got new life. That one play changed the momentum of the game from all Rebels to all Aggies in a matter of seconds. It was just kind of typical the week before when a Plumley 50-yard TD run was called back due to a hole 10 yards behind the play. <laughs> Ugly? The field goal unit is not getting it done consistently enough. This time, after a long miss by Luke Logan, the Aggies blocked a field goal from 35 yards out. And what may be the ugliest fact of all is this Rebel squad should be at the very least 5-3 and three instead of 3-5. and five. It could easily be six and two, maybe even seven and one, but they just don't know how to win yet, Yancey. I know people hate to hear that, but it's uh, true. The good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The special teams are going to have to step it up. I mean, just to have a chance, they got to play elite for them this this coming weekend. We just we never talk about that enough. You can't punt from midfield and they return it to the forty. You know, no. things like that. You just, um, they've got to play above their head. Yeah. Well, you, you, you know. And is Plumley going to be ready? I mean. He, I think he is. He may not be. Uh, uh, is he going to be ready to beat Plumley though? I mean, his whole game is yeah, speed. When you have that meniscus issue, it's, it's hard to run fast. I mean, yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of crowd. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Well, and I mean, I and Maybe think, some Tisdale. Yeah, I think Corral's the better passer of the two at this point in their career. Yeah, that's and, no question. And I think we're going to have to throw the ball against all. And in the middle of the field, you know, got the defenses are stretching on the sides, taking away the jet sweeps and 
Plumley going around the edges, and we're not seeing the middle of the field. And the offensive line has got to be able to hold that D line somehow, some way, so they're not on the run. Because once you're scrambling, you know, to the side, it's, you can't throw to the middle of the field. And so it's you know they got a big job those two guards and and center right there for Ole Miss. Yeah, that's going to be and, where the game's and, uh, won. Eli Johnson and Ben Brown got beat up in that Texas A and M game. They did. They're supposedly okay now, but uh, you know hopefully they're not going to be they're going to be on the top of their game because Auburn's got three down linemen that are as good as I've that seen. That number five is nasty. Yeah. I mean, sure enough, nasty. He's gonna be right over Eli. Yeah. So he's that's gonna be a big, big well, night for they'll him. They'll have to double him. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing of it is, LSU tried to double him. I don't know if you watched much of that game. I did. LSU tried to double him, and he just split it. I mean, yeah. he's so big and strong, and like you said, nasty. Yeah. It's uh, it's you know doesn't match up well, but you know we're gonna be saying the same thing against LSU against Ole Miss's DBs. That's right. So you know that's just life in the SEC, and they're gonna have to step up. the The interior interior of the offensive line will make a break on this though. That's right. All right, we'll be right. Uh, no, we won't. This is not a break. This is the end of the <laughs> end of the show. <laughs> we will uh, see you next Monday night on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Good night. Hotty toddy and go Steelers. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done